This is episode four of the Now Is podcast. My name is Ben Remsen, and the idea of this podcast, at least for the time being, is to do a recorded version of the concept you might know from Downbeat Magazine's Blindfold Test and The Wire Magazine's Invisible Jukebox, to play tunes for musicians without telling them what they're about to hear and see what they have to say. What follows is a conversation that I had with Jason Stein on October 14th, 2015, in my living room in Rogers Park, Chicago. Jason plays the bass clarinet and, unlike most reed players, only the bass clarinet, in many different jazz and improvised settings. The music you just heard is Little Big House from the Jason Stein Quartet album, The Story This Time. At the end of this interview, you'll hear EP and Me from Jason's solo album, In Exchange for a Process. To find out more about his recordings, upcoming shows, and that sort of thing, check out jasonsteinmusic.com. A note about the way this episode is edited. As you'll hear, Jason is a very deep listener, and our conversation was interspersed with periods of silent listening, especially at the beginning of tracks, but sometimes in the middle too. The final product is meant to be an interview, not a mixtape, however, so I edited out most of the parts where neither of us is talking. This results in moments where we're referring to something that happened prior to when the audio that you'll hear starts. Another side effect is that my editing affects the tracks as they play in the background of our conversation, meaning you'll hear slightly altered versions of the actual compositions and improvisations. Beware. And if you like the parts you do here, maybe go buy the records. You can find the Now Is podcast in the iTunes store. Perhaps you already have. You can also stream it at nowis.org, N-O-W hyphen I-S dot O-R-G, where you'll also find information about all the tracks that I played for Jason. You can also like the Now Is podcast on Facebook. You have so many options. Okay, Jason Stein. It's funny, this, uh, 
things about these tunes is like the the tunes themselves are like are real tricky. Yeah, yeah. And they lend themselves really well to like studies or projects or like like kind of thing that you can really dig into. Yeah. Because there's a lot of content just in the writing and in the melody. Um, you spent a lot of time studying this. No, I uh, studying like. I mean, I've I've definitely played through this tune a bunch of times, and like I'll think like, oh, it'd be, it'd be fun to to work on this for the next week or two weeks or something as like a project, then I'll put it down. That the the quartet record that I made, a, a lot of of their tunes that are, are on there were kind of like that. Like they started for me as sort of studies with no intention at all of really like digging into playing them, like performing them or What do you what do you hope to accomplish by studying them? Just like developing a relationship with with like these melodies and this way of putting together this way of putting together like together melodies. Just like this and of things. I mean that I guess it's like studying and transcribing are are almost like one and the same thing, but Describing it, 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 it's 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 super like specific because you wind up digging into things and hearing things in a in a different way, like when you're sitting figuring something out. Yeah. yeah. For me, if I would like wanted to study this, I would be trying to figure out like how they make something that's so harmonically complex and has all this like weird times and stuff like the head mm -hmm. uh, sounds so light. Yeah. Yeah. Did you figure that out? That, that's just like them being incredible technicians, I think, and, and being really accustomed to one another and, and their blend. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> it's ridiculous. Yeah, yeah, that's... It, it, it's why, like, their, their relationship, like, their musical relationship is so deep to so many people. But the, it's funny, too, because, like, the, like this, this record, like, this, there's a lot of tunes that are like this. It's like... I'm gonna just start it again. Yeah, yeah, like almost equally about the melody as it is about the improvising. Yeah, and I, I, I kind of prefer listening. At least these days, listening to them in more like of a live setting. Yeah. Or even like trio settings where the idea is to more stretch the, the improvising yeah. out and like relax into it. Um, that that to me is like what they are really most exciting about, and and it's like the the melodies are like. Yeah. yeah, it's just like there's there's kind of a there's something fascinating about something being hard, you know, and like yeah, yeah, yeah. wanting to dig into that and sort of like tackle it. Like there's a tackling kind of thing, but uh, but but as a listener and like content appreciator, it's like their relationship with improvising is is way cooler to me. Okay. And not in this sort of setting. What about the way they're opening up here? No, because this this is almost more like the way like you cut a track and like. 1947, you know, like, like yeah. it's very tight. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I get it. Yeah. Yeah, 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 like it's just like, uh, yeah, just put together in like a really clean, precise kind of way. You know? Yeah, like, I tend to like, uh, like music that's at least partially defined by like stretching out and, and relaxing into stuff. <laughs> Serene. Yep. This is like the slow version of the last one. Yeah, I kind of yeah. gave that away when we were talking. No, before. Right. Yeah. I, I'm pretty sure that I, I, I wouldn't know. Yeah. Uh, is it Richard Davis on, on this one? Uh, it's not. It's some guy I've never heard of. Okay. George Duvivier. Oh, yeah, sure. Okay. George Duvivier. Yeah. And Roy Haynes. Roy Haynes, yeah. So obviously, this is like the giant of your instrument in the jazz yeah, yeah, setting. Yeah, totally. So, what, what, do you, uh, what do you get out of listening to something like this? 
right now it's just fun to listen to because I, I haven't heard this for, for quite a while. It's funny with Eric Dolphy, like... Man, yeah, it's really so amazing. What's amazing about it? Like, you're trying to point to moments here, like, what does he do? Um... It's like really, really... Articulating, like playing, uh, playing like sixteenth notes, and articulating the way he is, like it's like real, uh, like idiomatic kind of thing. What's the idiom? It's like jazz music, jazz music, jazz music, jazz music. <laughs> What do you think? I think like I it's 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 really hard to like talk about this music. It it just it feels like it's it's just like made of of feelings. Yeah. And it's and it and it, it it's hard to like articulate thought like Thinking ideas about it. it, it just it just is like it's sound. Yeah, I don't, I, I, I don't I don't know how else to articulate that. Like it sounds like a like music representing the process of just like being a person and trying to like figure out a way to live. Right, and and and, and like. You're just like hanging out with somebody and they're kind of like letting you feel them. Letting you feel them. Yeah, just like, like feel what things feel like to them. Right, right. You know, and, and that's like really intimate, but, but not as much about like ideas or concepts. Yeah, yeah, yeah. As like feeling. Well, the title of the song is absolutely the opposite of that is an idea and a concept. Oh, cool. Just the Father, Son, and the Holy Ghost. Three yeah, major yeah, yeah. concepts. <laughs> Very specific, yeah. Yeah. But I but I, I totally in terms of the content of the sound, I totally yeah, get yeah. it. That makes sense. Do you aspire to do that when playing music? Just tell people what things the world sure. feels like to you. For sure, yeah. I mean that, that that that's how a lot of music uh, when it's really working I feel like that's that's how, how I, I prefer it to feel. But it's like more more grounded in the feeling than in, in like an idea of something. Yeah. Like the, I, the idea you're saying, expressing huh. yourself as a uh, you know telling somebody what it feels like to be to be you mm-hmm. could describe all, what all music is doing at all times. Right. All right. Sure. Music sure. Doing, sure. Yeah. But it. In practice, when you say it, it makes sense to me when you're talking about John Coltrane and Pharaoh Sanders yeah. playing right now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, But it doesn't, uh, like if you were describing like a wide variety of other music, that you, when you like read about it on the internet or something, you would have the adjective cerebral, you know, which would right, be a variety right, of things sure, from like sure. yeah, yeah. weird techno to, you know, totally new new music composition to like yeah, yeah. Econics. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's a that's kind of a big thing. I feel like because um, there's a lot of music and a lot of a lot of music that I really really like that at least from the composer player is very grounded in like concept and then the the sounds are kind of like <clears throat> like secondary to to a an overarching concept and I I remember reading um, an article one time about uh, or an, an interview with a musician that I really liked, and the person it was it was like how to do with a particular record of theirs. And the interviewer asked them, 
like how they went about composing the pieces or like writing the music, putting the music together. And he was like, oh, when I make a record, I, I, I just try to make music that I think I would want to listen to. Yeah, yeah. And like that, I, it was so pleasing to read that because like that, it was a really good way of articulating like how I approach playing and composing. Okay. So, comp- so even if something is very composed, as opposed to something being so like ecstatic and improvised, is this? It's still, yeah. It's still, it's like saying, here's a thing that I, you might want to hear. That I, that I myself that I want to hear. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Yeah, and, right. and and just like trusting, that that's just like trusting my own sense of taste. You know, that right. that's all that it's like. It's like if you had to put it into some kind of concept, it's, like, it's an expression of one's taste, right? As as closely as possible representing that. Right. Is the that's the way that it resembles even like what a DJ does. Yeah. Yeah. Totally. Right. 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 Yeah. yeah. Uh, and that that that's interesting to me because that's something that you don't really choose. That has to do with like. Your environment and your background and who you are and it's, it's like you, in a lot of ways I feel like a person doesn't really choose what they like. I actually I have this sort of half half big theory that I concocted last night listening to this, uh, which is um, this might be an illustration of where like animosity in music is actually potentially functional because like Elvin is playing. This is maybe right now the strongest example, but like he's like on fire. Like, yeah, he's yeah. Playing with like ferocity. Yeah. And he apparently was really pissed off. Like he, uh, that Rashid Ali was in his session. Oh, and, really? oh wow. uh, that's the story. And yeah. so he made, it sounds kind of like he's playing at times, I could rewind it and find a good spot where he's, yeah. sounds like he's like, like, fuck this band, <laughs> you know? Like, I mean, but potentially that could also just be him playing like Alvin Jones, which is like really hard, you know? Yeah, I mean, if it wasn't for the fact that like part of the story is that he was actually pissed, yeah, you know, like it, it, that would be hard, super hard to yeah believe or differentiate. But right. like, yeah, that's the point. Is you, I mean, speaking of, but that actually kind of reminds me of showing you what it's like to be me right now. It's like we're yeah, imagining, yeah, yeah. we're hearing yeah. this like emotion coming out of him, yeah. whatever the actual truth was. It's funny, there, there have been a few times when it's come up like playing a show or something will happen beforehand where I'm like kind of pissed. Yeah. There's one particular time in uh, an unspecified European city. The guy who booked the concert was like nervous about attendance. Yeah. And he kept talking to us about it, like before playing. Yeah. And it was really just like, it felt like he was trying to like uh, preemptively excuse and set himself right. room to build a case to later pay us less. Right, right, right. E- even though it's like we we had a guarantee and like that that and you're on another definition. Yeah. Yeah, 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 totally. But you know, it, like that's not altogether like you know that that does happen sometimes. Yeah, like sure, sure. Totally. I mean, it would be really shitty, but it's not like it would be the first time ever to to happen. And it was it was just like super annoying and like. Especially before playing, just like lay off, you know, like yeah. give us a little space. Yeah. And it's like we would, we would go to another room, and then he'd follow us, and <laughs> and like by the time we went, and like literally right up until when we went on to play, and I was I was like straight up like angry. Yeah. Like, yeah. Fuck you, leave us alone. This is really shitty. But then it's like we're we gonna play, you know. It's yeah. Like, like there's no being like, oh, I'm, I'm angry right now. I don't want to play my instrument. And it was it was awesome. It was just you like, played well. Oh, awesome. Yeah, yeah. I I mean, I the, the whole band I felt was like. And you it think was it was really energized angry. by that anger? Yeah, because there's just this, I think there's a kind of clarity in that. I, almost like with any really strong emotion, and then like you have it's like it, it everything becomes really simple. It's like I have this really strong feeling, and I have this instrument in front of me. Right. Like oh fun, I get to play it. Like it, it, <laughs> it, it, there's just I mean, not that necessarily the idea of it is appealing. Like. I would hate it if it was always like that. You know, yeah. it, it seems really kind of awful. But but once in the situation, it's kind of very liberating. Yeah, you have an avenue to emote. Totally. There, there's just a certain kind of clarity to that. That uh, is is fun. I, I mean, I I think in a lot of ways that's kind of to have a sense of that is sort of a goal. Thinking of playing as a process and something that can go a lot of different directions like when you know you're improvising on an instrument you're making stuff up it's like ideally you are actually improvising right and you're not just like reciting something that's relatively pre-put together to me that's appealing um 
and so it's very it's just given to circumstances self-control that he's having with what he's playing yeah. is, is really, really amazing. What do you mean by composure? I mean, you mean the fact that it's, it's so both like repetitive and at the same volume level or something? Or do you mean yeah, something yeah, deeper yeah. than that? No, no, more, more just like that. It's like ha having a lot of different choices for what to do and being focused enough to, to stick with with the one thing that, yeah. that, that he's doing. I mean, it, it's possible that that was, that was a concept and that they were very like clear with, with themselves that that's what, what they were going to do. Yeah. It also seems really possible that, that, that they weren't. Right. Yeah. Yeah, that makes sense, like having that kind of confidence. Yeah. Have you ever tried doing something as minimal as this? Or no. would you? No, I, well, I mean, what, what, what she's playing is like, it's like, not minimal. Yeah. You, you know? Um, right, so you could get to rip on top of the dudes. Yeah, 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 totally. And, and it's... Like, sure, you could talk Frank and Josh Abrams into playing. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> totally. Yeah, it's, you know, it's funny. And I'm sure I would buy that album. <laughs> she plays as efficient as possible to what he's trying to translate. It, 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 it's just like really amazing. Like ed by edit and beautiful. Editor you mean like like he's limiting himself to playing certain Yeah, like like ideally one would play as few notes as possible to translate what needs to be translated. Right. I, I remember somebody that I, I used to study some with in just like dealing with playing through chord changes. The idea of like, um, him bringing up the idea of like, in, in playing changes, it's your job to, 
it's like you're explaining to us as the listener what the what the chords are, what the harmony is, as clearly and artistically as possible. Yeah. Well, it's like it's like explaining what's interesting about these chords. Like why do they? What could happen? Ideally, what yeah. could connect these chords? Yeah. Also. And that's that. That's a lot. Like that. that yeah. That's. Oh yeah. That can be done in, you know, many many different ways, and and the sound of like efficiency approaching that. Well, it's funny you say that about a solo performance, because mm-hmm. I mean there aren't, especially as he starts to go farther out here. It's not, um, it's not. There's not an clearly implied chord progression. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Of course. Yeah. But it, but 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 it makes perfect sense still that the feeling of efficiency and explaining like what could happen would apply. Yeah, he's he's a person like I wonder like him him playing here like what his relationship is to like a conceptual harmonic framework I, I, I don't know I mean it, it seems like he's very consciously kind of pushing and pulling on what feels like a song form mm-hmm. without being like so restrictive as to have it be metric and and super super regular mm-hmm. Yeah, I, it's funny. I, I was just looking. I like. I'm like. Oh yeah. 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 He just he 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 just he 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 just he he really adeptly like creates these kind of pivot points that when they happen over and over again, kind of cultivate this impression of like being inside something. So it's like you're sort of swarm, and all of a sudden you feel this this arc that kind of pushes you. And that keeps happening, so then it's like you're in this space that he's created. Because uh-huh. you feel those, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. You, you're going here, like, I'm, I'm here. And, and, and a lot of that sounds to me like it, it's consciously harmonic. It's done harmonically, is how he creates that. Yeah. Yeah, that makes sense. Because, yeah, it's kind of, I find it sometimes, here, like, a long performance of one solo, especially a uh-huh. horn. Yeah. You're like... Yeah, cool, but this would probably be better if you were playing with like another instrument or two. Yeah, but, yeah. But I guess to the extent that it succeeds in what you just described, it can be a self-sufficient, yeah, self-sufficient, self-contained hole. It no, I mean it should be. I, being a person that like I, I played a, a, a decent amount of, of solo shows. I had a solo record. I really like playing solo, and it. I mean, not that like I'm. Just, who knows? Like maybe. There have been plenty of times I've played when plenty of people in the audience are like, oh, this, this would be cool with more instruments. But ideally, that wouldn't be the case. And, yeah, and, yeah. It, and it, conceptually, it seems to me like that shouldn't, you know, like, like it wouldn't have to be. Yeah. Like there's, there's enough to do to, to be, to have music be captivating, you know, by itself. But it, it's totally different because it's like you're, you're, there's all these things that can happen when, when you play by yourself that can't really happen with other people. Like, you can sort of play yourself into a corner, or you can, just like when you're talking, you can outweigh yourself, mm-hmm. you know, in your own head. Or it, it, Like, there's there's a lot of things that I feel What do you like mean, outweigh? Uh, oh, you mean, like, like, psych yourself out? By yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, think of the idea you Second guess yourself. Yeah, and, yeah. I mean, like, I know for me... That's like that's one of the interesting things about doing it as as a as a doer of it is being aware of like what's going on internally and then also playing and and being the kind of focus that you are when doing that kind of thing and then listening afterwards and hearing like things that were really proportionate with how things felt to me or sometimes really disproportionate. Right. Um, because you're, I mean, I guess this goes with a, a lot of free improvisation. It's like you're you're creating things, whether or not you're conscious of them, right? And, and sometimes you're creating something that you're straight up not conscious of, and that's like that's really questionable. It's like I, I think an ideal world that probably wouldn't happen, but part of the magic of that music is that it invariably does, yeah. you know, like and and like it seems like sometimes one can have a plan in their head or a conceptual framework in their head of what they're doing, what's happening, 
and a, and a listener could hear it in a totally different way. Yeah. And that was pretty valid, you know? Yeah, yeah, uh, But with playing, playing alone, when playing, like playing alone, it's just like, that's even, even more so the case, I think. Sure, yeah. You're, you're doing everything, you're creating all of those frameworks. The idea of trying to express what it is to be you at that moment. Sure, yeah, yeah. Sort of at the opposite end of thinking uh-huh. about music as pure like expression, right. do you think of ever think of it as theatrical or like imitating sounds, like imagining it almost like yeah, we're yeah, like you're, you're being a little character? Right. Totally do not. <laughs> like definitely, definitely do not. It's funny because yeah, like I can I can totally understand that like kind of comparison to to animal sounds or or other things like that. And also, yeah, like, not just like, animal sounds, but if, if an animal, a cartoon animal talking. Right, right, right. You know, right. Like, yeah. Not a real animal sound. Totally, totally. Well, yeah, just, yeah, like, a, like you said, like, theatrical. It's like you're, the sound of this is personifying something that's, like, has all these other levels than just the sound yeah. kind of thing. I don't know, somehow, all, like, yeah, like, a lot of what he's doing is, like, uh, doing things with his voice, with his tongue, and with multiphonics. Mm-hmm. This has always been the case for me, like with with, with that end of music. Like some 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 music is like a lot of those kinds of sounds, you know. And it and it really just like it just sounds like sound to me. Yeah. Like in in a, in a really nice way. Yeah. And never. Uh, every once in a while, I'll hear like, well, that's not, that like something will sound like an animal. Yeah. But but when it does, it's like kind of like not good. So oh, yeah. like, it's kind of like oh, that sounds like a cow, like. That's bad. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It shouldn't. It shouldn't sound like an animal. It should sound like sound. Yeah. Not you know. Obviously, like that still sounds. Yeah. That that's legit. such like he has such a vocabulary and like sound and all these like really personalized things it's uh this just sounds so open it's so just like pitches and the saxophone yeah it, like it's really pure 
Uh, it gets really beautiful in like 15, 20 seconds. If it wasn't already. <laughs> Good. They start harmonizing. It's funny when when uh when I was in college. I'm oh wait, but I was going to point out that you just said you so immediately recognizable every time you hear him, but then you didn't recognize him. So that's not, is right. that not true of this one? You're saying other than this? Not true of this one. Yeah, 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 yeah okay. totally. Okay, sorry, I meant to clarify. But in, when you were in college, um, I, I went to school in Ann Arbor, and the, there was a classical saxophone teacher there who's super famous in that world, uh, Donald Sinta. And I, a lot of days, I, I get to the music school really, really early. And he would always be like just by himself in a classroom. It was like before any classes would have started for the day. And he'd just play through major scales like really slowly. Oh. It was so beautiful. And he, I, I'm sure you know, he was focusing on a whole lot more than just like the pitches. There's yeah. so much going on. It was so fun to hear. It was like really inspiring, just like on a daily basis first thing in the morning to know. listen to someone play scales like not even like not even in third I mean slow I guess so it's yeah. by definition it's easy it's hard but what's hard is it draws out the different things that are hard or something it, it, I don't think easy hard is is, is the right framework it's, it's just more like I, at least to me it's more like, of like a depth saying like honing in more and more on like the details of one sound and intonation and I mean just you know sound that involves so many different things like resonance and whatnot and I and I, I think that that was my what seemed to me a lot of what was going on you know um, cultivating like there's a thing of like clarity of hearing things in your head in precision with what's happening with your body physically that's like a pretty big part of playing an instrument and it, that, that, that was always what that sounded like to me it was just like cultivating a deeper relationship with the horn and with, the, with one sound coming out of the horn yeah, just the, the execution of, of the playing of those notes isn't really much a part of what is going on. Right. That's just, it, it's a byproduct, you know. Right. It's like if you're walking and having like this super involved conversation, like the walking isn't what you're doing. Right, It's just right. like, it's, right. it, it's accompanying what is actually happening. Right, although that's interesting because the whole idea of like, there's like this concept in, of philosophers perambulating mm. as a way of you know there's like and like and like a bunch of composers too yeah, yeah like yeah. and even like solo you know yeah, just thinking yeah. while walking and for like, sure yeah. you know Kant and stuff like that like yeah. um, but that it's like that's why major scales are a great use of that because you're not you're not just playing whatever notes you you are playing something specific yeah. and that's that's a a really nice way of cultivating being able to work on what you're working on. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And the the beauty of, of the of the soft saxophone yes. is so so deep. Such a different sound and way of dealing with the instrument. Yeah, it's really, really great. That doesn't come up that often. Yeah, yeah, yeah. In, in, in playing, but, but that is a, that's such a technical thing. Like really nice, like pianissimo sound. Yeah, yeah. This is the first one where it's people you know. I'm also going to start it over because that's the end of the thing. 
the people's uh, in your quartet. Okay, Josh. Yeah, Josh. Makes sense. Yeah, it's a total. And this is the same time period as like town and country albums are coming out. Like, yeah. It's totally yeah. like applying some of that same logic. Yeah. You know, polymetric, sort of slow, pretty, but kind of slightly like head scratching kind of. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Head nodding and head scratching at the same time. Yeah. Is it, is it Josh's record? Uh, it's a trio record. I don't believe. In fact, when I look, I'm not super sure, but I, according to like Discogs, there's no composer credit. Okay, yeah. Who's playing saxophone? Montana Roberts. And Chad Taylor. Chicago before, before. I yeah, yeah, there. I guess that would be, yeah, you moved here in like 2005. Yeah, 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 yeah. I think Chad moved around the same time, he moved away around the same time that I moved here. I've, uh, I've, I've only met him and played with him in New York. I've never here. Um, and Ma, no, was, was for sure not living here. Yeah, and I moved here. Yeah, I, I uh, of the music I feel like just in general not not as a Chicago thing but I think in general it can feel like as a as a player your job is to just like hit somebody over the head with like intensity yeah yeah and I and I think that's understandable given like the sort of just climate and environment of, of playing music and, and I, I think in a lot of context that is like kind of the vibe yeah, yeah. from a listener standpoint too um, not, yeah not, like you go see Paul Nelson Love because you want him to like bash you with his Paul Nelson Loveness yeah I mean uh, yeah for sure and I mean that I mean that is our, something uh, no. I did recently <laughs> Man, Paul, all, <laughs> enjoyed it <laughs> all, all three of those guys are, are, are definitely examples of like yeah it's like it can feel like that's the expectation it's funny actually with, with Mott's just kind of off off the topic of like this yeah, particular yeah. track, but I'm gonna say Mats Gustafsson because that will not be included in the metadata, and anyone listening oh, yeah, might yeah, not sure. know. He's a person that that years ago, like when I when I was first kind of getting into deal dealing with like more abstract like free improvisation. He 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 was somebody that I listened to a ton, like his solo records especially, and uh, and he like has so many different worlds of sound and things that he could do on the instrument that are really like just quiet. Just small, like oh, right, kind right. of lower casey yeah. approach to playing an instrument. And uh, and like with with that band, it's it's like the thing. Yeah, yeah, sorry, yeah. We, no, I mean just yeah, yeah. No one listening knows where we both were like a week and a half ago. Uh, it, it and th- there's a million bands that are like this. It's like it, it can be so much about intensity that sometimes, as a listener, I'm like, oh man, I, like I wish that that you would do this thing that I know I love. That's not necessarily about batting me over the head with intensity, you know. Um, especially with him, especially yeah. with with stuff. So within you're saying in Chicago, there's more of a vibe of people being willing to not do that like something like this where they're clearly like no. they have a very minimal concept and it's not about bashing you over the head at all no this this stands out to me as, as something that I like I've lived here for 10 years I've never heard music that sounds like this that that is just like we're just that's not true that I've never heard it like now I'm sort of actually flooded with examples but it's not <laughs> like it's not like a I don't know, it's not common. It, like, it doesn't seem like it's an expression of, like, a largely shared aesthetic. You know? Right. to like 
time that they're kind of taking up like like they're not they're not playing time but but they're they're like creating this kind of loping kind of forward pushing feeling but also not being like frantic at all right they're about to seriously play in time <laughs> that's great but based on the way this snare is being played right here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The funnest man to watch. Oh. The one who fills you for hope for being a happy man in your settings. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's really sudden, huh? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I thought Michael Moore it is. It is? Yeah. Oh shit, really? That's funny. Why did you think it, it wasn't? I don't know. I don't know why. I don't know. It, 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 didn't, it didn't really sound like anything. I mean, he's playing. He's so... He does more now. Yeah, Miklos said he knew that you were really into the dude, so yeah. I, um, or maybe it was Graham, actually. Okay, yeah. Sorry, guys, whichever of you it was. <laughs> You're both <laughs> Thanks right. Thanks for both of you. You're both right. No, but um, it was, and I, I didn't know him super well, but then listening to this stuff, I was like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. There's something like a, I don't know, yeah, something about his tone reminds me of you playing. I mean, oh, cool. He was, he was actually like the first, well, aside from Eric Dolphy. Michael was the first person I heard play his clarinet um, in just like a relatively modernist kind of way. Yeah. That really stood out to me. Which records were those? Uh, it was one in particular. Uh, it was the Jerry Hemingway record. Uh, what was it called? I can't remember. Um, I don't remember. Does matter. Well, it does matter, but you can figure it out. It was like the yeah. I'll, I'll, I'll probably think of it. The the very first track is like the the bass clarinet is kind of playing like an ostinato kind of thing, and it's very prominent, and it just sounds really huge and clear, and and really different than Eric Dolphy. Yeah. Um. And just hearing what like just there's a huge difference between like the first time you hear something and then the second time you hear something when it's the same thing yep. but totally different then it's like all of a sudden this whole world of otherness kind of is created in that I think part, part of playing today's kind of like only playing today's kind of is like you kind of can't want to play like Eric Dolphy right like it's, it's silly you know yeah. what I mean but you also can't not absolutely love the guy yeah you know? and, and like love his approach and, and his playing so yeah, like just hearing hearing somebody else play the same instrument very differently was was a really big deal to me. There's like a lot of a uh, like in general, I think in, in, in the music like jazz, free free, free improvising, whatever improvisational music, there's a lot of attention given to cultivating your own sound or your own voice, like your own kind of individual relationship with what whatever instrument you play and one, one of the things that I like about the bass clarinet is that that's kind of an not it's not as common on that instrument because the instrument itself is normally a change up from whatever you normally do right and it's just defined that way and, and, and it, there's not as much like I feel like people having dove into like personalized nuances that the instrument can afford they're like Goofy, you know, which is a mm -hmm. notable thing that a lot of jazz is not. Totally. You know, and this, what I think of as, you know, this Dutch tradition of goofiness. For sure. Yeah. Um, like absurdity. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which also kind of gets at the whole theatrical thing we were talking about before. Mm -hmm. I don't really have like a particular thing. But I don't have anything to say about that. It's funny because yeah, like from theatrics, I feel like in general are something that like will probably nine times out of ten bug me more than what I would appreciate. 
I, I, I think more than, like, it's not like I'm opposed to the idea of theatrics, but I think it's like I have a pretty high threshold for, like, it has to really work, or then it's, yeah. just, it just seems, like, kind of prescribed and, like, right. uh, I don't know, not, not that fun. Yeah. But with, uh, like, with Han, I mean, and M- Michael's really, really, uh, I mean, Michael, I don't know if you, you'll hear this, I, I hope you don't mind me saying, he's, like, a pretty mild-mattered person, you know, like, yeah. not a, not, I would say, like, the most, like, one you would describe as theatrical right. kind of sure, sure, sure. In, you know, individual. Uh, but then there's a theatricality to that went up against, you know, the more extroverted. Yeah, somebody's got to be. It was the fourth uh, Marx brother. The one, oh, yeah, yeah. Zeppo or something. The one who was like the straight man in all the movies. Right, right, right. Totally. Yeah, like that's like, that, he's like one of the best actors in it. You know, totally. Somebody's got to be that guy. Yeah. So this is this, this is Igor Friendship also, right? Yeah. Yeah. Is that? I mean, it's, it's Dave uh, Ramp, Dave Rampos. Yep. Although I'm not sure that it's Rampos soloing right now. I am. You are. Okay. <laughs> okay. Cool. No, you would be more than me. So that's Jed Bishop. Is that Nate McBride? Uh, no. Kent? Yep. Okay. So it's, 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 a, it's a man on five. Yeah. This is from the one of the Free Jazz Classics albums. Is that is that uh, Tim Molina playing drums? Yeah. It, it is, right? Yeah, okay. Do you have any thoughts about this, like, free jazz classics idea? It's kind of a bold claim. It, it, it seems to me like the idea, the, the, way, the way that that made sense was, like, the idea that like you're playing a music that has its own relationship to the kind of predecessor-ness of, of straight-ahead jazz music. Yeah, yeah. And that it's almost like you're identifying what songs, composers, and even players um, are informing the music that you're playing in what to you makes them become classics. Right. You, you okay. know, I, 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 I guess that that's how, that's how it makes sense to me. Sure. Like you're, sense. you're almost classifying those, you know, those things yeah. by being interested in them because of what you're doing then. Yeah, it's creating a canon. Yeah. Which is... You know, which is cool. I mean, I, yeah, yeah, we all do when we have taste, like we were saying course, earlier. Yeah. Um, it's interesting though, because like that's also something I feel like I've encountered a lot more in Chicago than uh-huh. maybe it's than the East Coast, but maybe it's actually just that it also has to do with being a certain age. Like when you're like, you know, some point earlier in your life, you might be more inclined, or we hang out with people who are more inclined to like when totally distinguishing themselves from like the Wynton Marsalis school of jazz for sure yeah, just being yeah. like no we're just yeah. saying what it means to be us all the time like to yeah, use your yeah. phrase or whatever like yeah I, they, I, I do think that there's like a different relationship with a lot of folks playing here and traditional jazz to, to maybe some other places it's impossible to say why but that, that's something that seems to come up like, like when I'll hang out with friends from New York and stuff yeah. That that kind of comes up. I don't know. I mean, I can say for myself, like when I write music, and I want it to like be defined partially by like drummer playing certain kind of swing thing and like bass player playing quarter notes. You know, just like that swinging mm-hmm. thing, which is like what largely defines that music. Right. Um, it's like. I, 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 I just like it. Like, I like that sound, you know? Like, I, I like that feeling when, like, you know, something is really swinging, so to speak. You know, that's, that, there, there's so much going on in that. There's so many different ways of kind of, like, approaching that thing, like, that, that way of playing. And see, it, it seems interesting, and it, and it seems contemporary. Yeah. You know what I mean? But, I, but that's, 
I don't know. I, I think about that because sometimes, like, there have definitely been things that I've done or shows that I've been at where there's a lot of stuff going on, but bass player and drummer are walking. Yeah. You know? And just by people's body language or what folks sometimes say, the people who are in the audience who aren't necessarily musicians, aren't necessarily jazz musicians, it'll become clear that no matter what else is going on, like, there could be multiple wild solos happening nothing to do with swing you know swing yeah. music or whatever but uh but that there will be people in the audience who will kind of even dance or say things or do stuff where it it you can see that's like what they're hearing might as well be Benny Goodman right and is just like totally undifferentiated yeah and and that's that's kind of a weird thing you know it's you like, like what I, I to me that it kind of sucks like yeah, it's, yeah, it, yeah. It, it's like kind of depressing um, but I mean, although although when you make music that uses where like you know like in the quartet stuff where uh -huh. like when Josh and Frank are, are swinging uh -huh. it makes it immediately more legible as jazz to people who don't necessarily sure. listen to other shit like that no doubt yeah yeah yeah. it allows sort of a, a space for you to do other things definitely there was there, there was one gig that I was at um, at Bar DeVille when there used to be a series there and I was standing outside in between. I I I had been playing. Somebody else had been playing, and it was like trio. A lot of the tunes were like walking, kind of jazzish type tunes, but where the soloing was real free. Yeah. Um, and a lot of times, like without time, you know, like yeah. Like, and I heard this girl on her phone, and she was like, "Oh yeah, I'm I'm Bartaville. There's like a, a there's a jazz band playing, and I'll probably hang out for a little bit and go." And the way she said jazz band, you, yeah. like you, it, it was like it might as well have been like. The Oscars Peterson trio, yeah, you know, yeah, playing yeah. in like right. a hall or whatever, and and it was, and it was just funny. It, it it was kind of a reminder of like, there's all these things that, to me or to a lot of people that I know and work with, are so nuanced and meaningful, and the difference between this one thing or this one thing can feel so meaningful, and it's like, that's this tiny little microcosmic approach to that kind of music, but stepping outside of that, it's like, it does it really doesn't matter, right. Yeah, doesn't that justify your contention earlier that you, the highest aspiration is to make music that you want to listen to? For sure. There's and, no for for and, no one. And that translates a feeling. That translates a feeling. Yeah. Yeah, and and that's like, that's a relatively universal concept, and and in that, and by that standard, if someone does have that response to hearing a, a gig, it the gig it's, it's sort of it's not working. Yeah. I well, guess. it's just not working to them. But no, but, but but that's the point. Like, if you if you consider that idea of like a feeling is translatable from music as as kind of like you don't need any specific information to hear that. Right. You know, like that, that's sort of a universal kind of idea that should be able to work on someone that has no background at all with jazz music or anything. Yeah. So I'm sure you know the composition. Yeah. Uh, I do. But, it, but but not like this. Yeah. It's kind of like another like free free jazz classic. Yeah, but from concept. Yeah, but from a few decades earlier. Yeah. Yeah, I guess you don't need to say the name of it to prove that you know I, it. I honestly... You don't have to know the name. I honestly it. can't remember the name at the moment. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah, I, yeah. I've, I've played it a million times. Yeah, one of the long ones. I mean, I don't, I, I don't know the names of all. them all the time either. It's pretty funny. I'll, uh, that I'll definitely think of, I think, in the next minute or so. But yeah, I, I totally can't remember the name right now. Yeah. Yeah, it's Mysterioso. I actually don't know if, if I would have thought of that. I mean, it, why would you? That's really funny. Really, yeah, yeah. yeah. I and mean, maybe it has some relationship to the melody and. Well, I, I mean, I you know, I like, I really have played that tune many, many times. Yeah. And it's like I would like to think that like, I would remember the name of the song that I've played a lot of times. You know, I'm not a, I'm not that old. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Fred called it Jazzheimer's in the <laughs> 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 He was trying to remember the name of somebody and it's like, ah, oh, Jazzheimers. <laughs> I'm inclined to ask, like, why 
like why did they play Mysterioso? You, you know what I mean? As opposed to just getting to this straight to this point. Yeah, kinda. I mean, I mean it gave them right, the chance. Right as I said that, like. Yeah. Whereas you said that what? Oh, uh. They they like kind of quote, like quoted the tune, you know, just like no, we're playing the tune. Like it was like they they answered my, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Fuck off, we are playing the song. <laughs> cool. There, there's plenty of bands that I play in where it's like the the written material can be like six, just like six measures of music, you know, right. and it's like not even like we're gonna start playing this. It's just like this is involved in what we're going to play and, and we just figure out, you know. Yeah. And it, like, there's still content. Like, it's, it, it's kind of fun to do that because then, kind of like what you were saying with this, it's like, you're then forced to either deal or if you're choosing to not deal with the content, then you're not dealing with the content as opposed to, like, there's just nothing, no content at all, you know? Mm. Um, and then that's almost everybody kind of figuring out how they're going to approach whatever. I like. I've totally heard this. I, I I'm not sure what it is. Yeah, it's Sunra. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, totally. That's what. Yeah, I I play this too. Really? That's hilarious. Yeah. Yeah, it's such a beautiful melody. Yeah. This is actually also them in Chicago. This is apparently the last album. Oh, really? Before they moved to New York. Sonora is another person who was like, it's really hard to kind of comment on him. Yeah, yeah. It's just like, so much going on. Oh, what's going on? Well, it's like, it, it's, it's hard to kind of disassociate Sun Ra from like a Sun Ra tune, you know? Yeah. Like it, I'm, I almost wish that I had talked about this without knowing who it was. <laughs> Sorry. No, 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 no. I, I asked. But what would you have said? I don't know. Because um, at first I was like, is this just like kind of a fucked up record? Of Duke Ellington? Yeah, totally. But then, then I was like, what fucked up how? Like, what does that mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. What would be... Like, I literally thought, like, maybe, like, the record was, like, a little bit bent or something. <laughs> yeah. You know, like, like, it was, like, like literally fucked up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, that's a good... I, I, sh I should try that someday with this. <laughs> somebody something. An actual mistake. It's just, it's funny, like, he, there's just, like, this kind of looseness of things, kind of, like, it can feel like a, like, somebody wrapped up a present, and at first it looks like it was wrapped by, like, a caveman, that, you know, and it's just, like, all, there's all, the strewn all over the place, and it's like, how, like, there's, wrap, and then you're like, wait a second, that's like a bow, and it's tied, like, really precisely and perfectly but but like on kind of first glance it it, it it seems like like stuff isn't fitting together exactly the way that it's meant to yeah but it totally is yeah like that's that's more about me than the music yeah yeah, yeah. and and that's so deep like that that's really amazing with Sun Ra it's like I, I sort of ha like he's a person that when I listen to him I'll listen to him all day yeah you know or like for you know, on the car and it's like a while and it just kind of like something switches in my head where things sound different than they would have like an hour before or something well, I don't know it, it's weird yeah it, it, it's a really particular thing any, any any listening at least with me will affect how I play no matter like, like whether it's like I'm listening to Beyonce or, or Sun Ra it's like, it, like if I listen to something for a while and then pick up my horn 30 minutes to 2 hours later like that'll just be kind of swirling around in there somewhere you know it's a similar thing of like why I like improvising it's like I'm really 
I'm really vulnerable to sounds. You know, like I'm affected by sounds. Like if I hear something, it it, it stays there. You know, and it's like, but it's it, it, like in a good way, like in, in like a pleasing way. And so then it's like improvising with other people. There's just all this stuff happening um, to deal with. Right. Then you can be like, all the single leaves, all single. <laughs> there you go. Know, seriously, there was one time I I was playing a I was playing a show at the Bottle, and I was like, I was I was playing. And I played something, and then I was like, oh, that was pretty. And then I totally realized that uh, it was like a song melody uh, from of a Taylor Swift song. <laughs> not, like, not lying at all. And yeah. I was like, wow. Like, you just totally <laughs> played a Taylor Swift song. Yeah. <laughs> nice. Do you think anybody knows? What was the melody? I'm, I'm going to bet no. I'm definitely not telling you. Thank <laughs> you. 